I struggled with this, and uh, but I just have to do what I feel in my heart uh, to do. It's one scripture, and uh, I just want God's will to be done. Amen. I don't need that. I don't think. But is it on? Can you hear me? That's true. That's right. The world needs to hear the word because the word is what makes a difference. As long as people are sticking to the word, it's not the messenger, but it's the message. Amen. As long as we're sticking to the word, it's not the messenger, but it is the message. Amen. I'm going to be in the book of Philippians, but before we get started, I just want you to help me pray tonight and just pray that. That God's will be done, you know. I just that's all. I always want His will in my life. If it's not His will for me to be up here, I don't want to be up here. I just want nothing but God's will to be done. So just help me pray tonight, Father God. We just come again, just so thankful, Lord, for Your Word. Just so thankful, God, for Your leading and Your guiding, God. Just thankful, Lord, for forgiveness and redemption and restoration, God. We just thank You, God, for breaking the bondages, God, and just healing people, Lord, and just moving in the lives of people, God. We're just so very thankful, Lord. We're just appreciative, God. I just pray, God, that nothing but Thy will be done here tonight and in my life, in my home, on my job, anywhere and everywhere I am. I just want Your will to be done. I love You and I give You all the praise and all the glory to come, Lord. In the holy name of Your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank You, God. Thank You, God. Thank You, Lord. In Philippians, the fourth chapter of Philippians, Philippians, the fourth chapter, and the fourth verse, and the Word of God reads like this, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. You may be seated. You know, sometimes I think that we think joy comes from us. We think that we are always, because we're Christians, we think that we are always going to be happy. Well, it doesn't work that way because it's not within ourselves. He says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And when I said that about reading his word this morning, how, you know, you will become stronger in him. The more you read, that's just a fact. The stronger you're going to become. The less you read, the more you're going to swap sin just under the rug and you're going to ignore it, basically, is what's going to happen in your life. But not only that, but the more you read and the more you seek God, you do begin to rejoice in the Lord. In the Lord. And when you think about who was writing this at this point. Now Paul had already told the Philippian church previously to rejoice in the Lord. And I believe that's probably why he says, and again I say rejoice. But Paul was in prison. He was in prison never knowing what tomorrow was going to hold for him. But yet he was still telling the church to rejoice. How? In the Lord. See, you and I cannot do that. We cannot. There is no joy in this flesh. There's no nothing happy within this flesh. But it's only through Jesus Christ. It is truly a supernatural experience. Have you ever just really been down and out about something, but God just tells you to, hey, go into 
rejoice in the Lord when our days are bright and sunshiny and everything's going exactly the way we think it should go. But it's on those dark days when we're down in that valley, when God says to move, like I mentioned this morning, you know, when God says to move, we need to learn to move. And if God is telling you to go hit your knees and be in prayer to Him, something happens on the inside of you. It has nothing to do with this flesh. It's all about who dwells within you, if He really dwells within you. Amen? Amen. I want to rejoice in the Lord. Paul, and I know Paul spoke of the thorn in his side. I believe Paul suffered depression at times. I can't help but, but read, you know, the prophets of old. And I believe they got down and out at times. Yeah. They were walking in the flesh. But for a man to sit in prison and go through everything that Paul went through and still write to the church, rejoice in the Lord always. And he's telling them again to rejoice. I say again, rejoice in the Lord. But I think sometimes, I'll speak for myself, sometimes I think I have something to do with that. Sometimes I think, you know, when the Bible says the joy, is it the joy of caring is my strength? Come on. Is that what the Bible tells us? The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. So that tells me if I start my day with him, Sister Jan, if I wake up just a little bit earlier, and get into his word and find my prayer time, then I'm going to be energized. Come on now, you're going to feel better. My husband and I have been talking, well, I was talking about these smoothies. You know, we're preparing them, and I mean, man, we're going to lose like 50 pounds together. And we went and bought a big old box of Whoppers today. <laughs> we're off to, and I even made a strawberry cake, made the cake. So we're off to a great start. A box of Whoppers, the little bitty malt, you know, the... Oh, man, yeah, they're so, they'll just melt your mouth. Well, we're going to lose some weight. And we, I started doing some research, and man, and I know all of you probably know this, but I didn't. I mean, it just tells you step by step everything to do. Put the fruit in the baggies, freeze them for a couple of months, get your yogurt and your milk, and I know you guys knew that, but I didn't. I didn't know to do that. And then it says it gives you energy because you know as you get older, sugar has the opposite effect on us older people as it does those younger people. We hit, we have a sugar crash quickly. But if we'll get up in the morning and we'll start our day with that spiritual food, yeah. we need that more than we do any time of physical for the physical body. And when he says the joy of the Lord is our strength, I mean, it, there's nothing, you, there's no better way to start your day. It'll put a smile on your face, and I believe it will put a jump in your step, and you will be a different person. Oh, wow. And when you go to work, people are like, oh my goodness, I want what he has. I want what she has. Hallelujah. But it's truly something that's beyond our control, beyond the flesh. The flesh cannot be rejoicing in the Lord always. It is truly a, like a supernatural thing. It truly, truly is. But we can get there by staying in his word. Yeah. Paul, no doubt, he lived day by day wondering if, if that was going to be the day they were going to kill him. And you think about it. A man that was so looked upon 
People feared him. People wanted to be like him, no doubt. You know, he was well educated. He was he was wealthy. I mean, man, people were terrified of him. You know, Saul before the conversion. And now he finds himself in a prison, and he wrote many letters, many letters to different churches while in prison. And where he was sitting, I just try to get a vision of the, the cells where they kept their prisoners. And, you know, sometimes I try to Google images of them, but I don't think they're even close, really, to what he went through. But even where he was, we think it's hard for us to rejoice when we're in the darkest hour of our life. He was in prison, and he was still telling the churches yeah. to rejoice in the Lord. Not rejoice in our accomplishments, not rejoicing in our kids or anything else, but only in the Lord. You know, he knows, and I've said this before, he knows we walk in this flesh. He knows we get down and out about things. But when he taps on that heart, just like, you know, with me, you're not waiting that hour and a half to wake my husband up this morning. When he taps on that heart, and if he says, Phyllis, get up, and go in that room and get your knees in prayer, you're going to get up a different person. You're going to feel that joy of the Lord inside of you. Hallelujah. That's what he's talking about. It has nothing to do with what we do, but it's totally our faith in what he can do. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to live that life, and I'll tell you why I want to live that life. When he says you're the light of the world, that's what he meant. You're the light of the world. And if we're walking around, Puffing and puffing over everything that it's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. I always say there's a right way and a wrong way to talk to people. There's a right way and a wrong way to approach people about things. Always tell my kids at school it's not what you say, but it's how you say it, and that's so very true. And as a child of God, someone who wants to rejoice in the Lord, always we need to know that. Amen. We truly want. I asked my neighbor one time. I actually asked her. I said, you know, I said, where do you go to church? I was going to invite her to church. She's not my neighbor anymore. She moved a long time ago. But I asked her, I said, uh, where do you go to church? Because I knew her husband was having some health problems. And, you know, they were just having a, a hard time. And she said, oh, she said, I've been a member of so-and-so church for years. But she never went. And, you know, you rarely saw her smile, even though I know she was going through a lot. I know that. She was. Her husband, I think he's passing now. But, you know, she was going through a lot. But if you are truly the light of the world, and whatever you're going through, your darkest, darkest days, you mean that word is key. And you truly are going to be up with Jason. Having that relationship with him, when he says, I never knew you, I always think of a relationship. Because he's talking to people who never had a real relationship with him. They went to church and they went through the motions. Yeah. But they didn't have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. But when you live that way, I'm telling you, I mean, I've experienced it. The more you're in it, the more you talk to him, the more you want to be in that word, and the more you want to talk to him. Sometimes you get to a place to where you can't wait to sit down. Find time to sit down to read His Word. 
precious book. It is alive. It is powerful. Hallelujah. It is food for our soul, our spiritual food. We, we cannot survive without it. So when we want to rejoice in the Lord always, this is it. This is it. And he says, don't he, Bubba, the word was made flesh. So I love that. The word was made flesh. And dwelt among us in his name is Jesus. Hallelujah.